and gentlemen, boys and girls, what you are about to see on stage will amaze and astound you. There will be points in the show that you will turn to your neighbor and ask, what is happening? It's an experience that you won't ever forget. So sit back and enjoy the illusionary art of the magnificent, the remarkable, the marvelous Kyle. Thank you. You're too kind. Observe. I have two playing cards in my hands. With a wave of my wand, I will cause them to rise slowly and float to the table. That's quite amazing. How do you think he's doing that? Uh, I'm not sure. It's impressive, though. Now then, I will need a number called from the audience. You there, sir. What number would you like to see on the card? Me? Oh, well, let's say an eight. Ah, yes, the crazy eights. When I turn this card over, the eight of clubs. <laughs> That's delightfully clever. I wonder what his secret is. But I'm not done. You, sir, will you check your pocket for me? My... How did that get there? The eight of diamonds. Okay, that's impressive. And you, ma'am, if you would check under the seat in front of you? I don't believe it. What's happening? Told you. So the eight of spades. Pretty good, huh? That leaves one more, and I think you'll be pleased to know that I happen to know where we can find it. This ought to be good. I have here on stage with me a radio. And if I tap it three times, it should reveal the eight of hearts. One, two, three. And voila! The rabbit is gone. Very nicely done, Kyle. Where did you learn all of these tricks? Come now, Lionel. You know a magician never reveals his secrets. That's eh, okay, Miss Fiona. It, it's just something I picked up watching shows on TV. Hmm, impressive. Thanks. But I'm getting a little thirsty from all this performing. Mind if I get a glass of water real quick? Not at all. Thanks. Be right back. He's definitely worked hard on that act. I was fooled more than a few times. So was I. I wonder if I have any old illusionist things in my attic he would like. Hi, Mr. Jacobs, Miss Fiona. What's going on? Kyle's been showing us some of his illusions. He's been fooling us all morning. It's pretty impressive. Ugh, come on. Haven't we had enough already? I... Are you all right, Gabriella? I was, until yesterday, that is. What was so bad about yesterday? You mean besides everyone at school pulling pranks and tricking me? Why would they do that? Let me guess. April Fool's Day? Exactly. I like to think that I can trust everyone I meet, but yesterday I couldn't trust anyone. It was hand buzzers, salt in my milk, fake out. You know how many times I fell right into people's traps? I'm sorry to hear that, Gabriella. I'm sure they weren't trying to hurt you. Yeah, just humiliate me. Hmm. Well, instead of dwelling on the past, how about we listen to the radio instead? Yeah, that's what I was hoping to do. I'll get it started. Are you learning anything new from that book, Kyle? There's all kinds of tricks in here I'm going to have to give a try. Thanks for lending it to me, Mr. Jacobs. Uh, Mr. Jacobs? Hmm? Oh, uh, no problem, Kyle. You looked like you were thinking pretty hard about something. Just something we were talking about earlier, Gabby. You mean about tricks and getting fooled? Well, kind of. I was thinking about how the Bible talks about being wise and not foolish. I think that's a little different than getting tricked like Gabriella was telling us about. It is? It can be. Wisdom and foolishness is a pretty broad topic. Broad? What do you mean? I think he's saying it's complicated. I think I got that much, Kyle. Is it too complicated to talk about in ways that are easy to understand? I don't think so. There are just a lot of ways to be wise or foolish. Fiona's right. 
Foolishness can be believing anything you hear, not being patient, trusting yourself more than God, or, or not even believing that God exists. And I'm sure there's got to be Bible verses about all that. Oh, yes, many, many verses. The book of Proverbs is just packed with examples of how people can be foolish and how to be wise instead. Great, but is there a verse that explains it so we don't have to read all those verses to understand? Is there a problem with reading the Bible? You know what I mean. I believe in Matthew 7, there's a parable that sums it up nicely. Ah, yes, and I might have a script about it too. Splendid. I'll go see if I can find it. And we'll listen to the radio while we wait. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the constructive drama, The Two Castles, an adapted biblical parable about wisdom. Once upon a time, there were two realms. That's right. My lands are to the north. We have sandy beaches and rocky mountains, and people here live happy, peaceful lives. Hey, us too, except we have rocky beaches and sandy mountains. Sandy mountains? Some people call them dunes, but sand mountains sounds better. If you say so. One day, both rulers thought the same thought. You know, my realm sure would be in trouble if, if some bad guys came and tried to take it over. I should go to castle school. To castle school. And so, they boarded ships and went to learn. Welcome, class, to your first day of Castle Construction 101. Here's your syllabus, an abacus, and a wooden truss. You'll need all three to pass this course. Wow, this truss is really heavy. Excellent observation, your highness. I see we've got the best and brightest this semester. If you'll turn to chapter three in your textbooks, we'll begin with foundations. Sand is bad, rock is good. Um, what about chapter one and two? Those are just bibliographies. MLA hasn't been invented yet. Oh, okay. Do you know what she's talking about? Nope, just take notes. We can figure it out later. And so the two rulers spent the next four years learning about castles as well as going into crippling debt. At least we've got our diplomas now. Totally worth it. Graduates, I had my doubts about you coming in, but I'm happy to say my fears were justified. Go now and use what you have learned, or more importantly, what you were supposed to learn. When the rulers returned home, they looked at all their school notes and started planning their castles. All right, first step, find a rocky area for a foundation. Man, this is so confusing. I'm just gonna wing it. What would be the coolest place to build? But of course, the sand mountains. Construction went smoothly, and it was only a few years before the new castles were completed. Not bad if I do say so myself. These rocky mountains are a great place to have a castle. Hmm, it looks like it might storm soon. Better get inside before I get soaked. And indeed, the rain did come. The wind blew, the rivers rose, but because it was built on a good foundation, the castle in the mountains stood firm. That's great. Hmm, not your castle. What do you mean? My castle's in the mountains. Those are sand dunes, my friend. Tomato potato. The rains fell, the winds blew, and the rivers rose, and to no one's surprise, the castle built on the sand collapsed. No! 
moral is, God has given us plenty of instructions on how to live our lives to their fullest. He knows everything and is trying to help us to be the best that we can be. If we are wise, we will not only listen to what he says, but also do them. If we don't, it's not going to work out very well, kind of like a castle built on a sand dune. It's a mountain! Give it up, man! Mr. Jacobs, I have a question about the drama we did earlier. Okay, Kyle, what's up? Isn't that just the parable Jesus talked about with the wise man building his house on the rock and the foolish man building his house on the sand? You know, like, like the song. Whatever gave you that idea? I'll admit it wasn't that original of a retelling, but I figured castles were cooler than houses. Good point. I liked the drama, and for once, I don't think I have any questions. Oh my, none at all. You guys did a good job explaining. Yeah, but maybe it would be helpful to have some example of how to follow God's teaching. Hmm. Well, as usual, I'll start with the top two commandments. Love God more than anything, and love others just as much as you love yourself. But, to be a little more specific, one way to follow God wisely is by trusting Him and His teachings, even when we don't understand them. Like it says in Proverbs 3.5. That's a good one, Fiona. Another passage I was thinking of was Ephesians 5, where God tells us to act like Him, copying His amazing love and turning away from things that are wrong. I think Paul says something like that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Sounds about right. I'll have to look into that. Well, speaking of looking into things, I gotta go try some of these tricks out. Wanna join me, Gabby? Join you? Sure. Every magician needs a lovely assistant. Well, I'm not sure I'd describe you as lovely, but sure, why not? See you later, kids. Want to turn off the radio before you go? Oh, that's all right. I've got it. <laughs>